Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to Security Insecure, the podcast where I set okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert, and every week I'm on my one very special guest. My guest this week came to fame in 2015 on the second series of X on the Beach before appearing on the American reality show The Challenge. He was a really good reality star. I really liked him in that wave pre-Love Island that just came in, got the job done and made an impact. He made an impact and away from TV, he carried on making that impact. He became a dream boy. He's on OnlyFans. I might be a subscriber. I might not. You will never know. And he's also a boxer as well as a director of his own fashion brand. I'm delighted to welcome to Sukininska, the brilliant Rogan O'Connor. Hello, Rogan. Wow, what an introduction. I'm not a subscriber of your OnlyFans, just just in case anyone thought, uh, what? No, I'm not. I mean, a lot of people are, so I wouldn't blame you, but uh, either way, either way, it's fine. (laughs) Well, I saw that because I saw your Twitter and I saw these pictures. I thought, oh, God, Rogan, what have you done? And then I I saw you on OnlyFans, and obviously this is the way now that reality stars go. Yourself, Ben, Natalia Zoppa, Megan Barton Hanson, you're all on there now. I mean, I don't think if you, you could compare me and Stephen Baird quite like the same in terms of what we do on OnlyFans. I'm not getting my my bummy and and putting it on Twitter, but um, but yeah, I mean, in, there is a lot of a lot of people with big names that have OnlyFans. I've had OnlyFans since it began because basically, you see, uh, I heard in the intro, uh, I've become a dream boy. I've been a dream boy since I was 20, five years before I did reality TV. So it's um, I've always I'm always naked. So for me, OnlyFans is just easy money. <laughs> okay, so let's let okay let's start here then. I was going to go a different direction, but I'm really interested in this. So, yes, OnlyFans. Then, what is the content? Are you fully naked? Yeah, I am. You know, so it so it began as pretty much I was putting like I've been a stripper since I was 20 years old. I'm not shy, and as you probably saw on X on the Beach back in the day, you know, I was walking around in the little little speedos and little thong and, and nothing but a champagne bucket over my manhood for most of that. I've, I've always just been been a fan of nudity, you know. I've trained to look good naked, so I've, you know, I don't want to say if you've got it, flaunt it, but it's kind of what I've always done, and it's how I've made my 
my living and become a dream boy and probably what got me on X on the beach as well looking good like that so yeah but does that where's that line then so private life personal life reality star so you've got this tv career and also you're yeah. director of a fashion brand and we're going to come yeah. onto all this in a bit because i'm really interested in actually how this all links together so when you're doing only fans and you're posting pictures of yourself naked are you head to toe naked and in shot or are you covering up parts of your body so my my subscription page is what you sign up to is is there's a little bit of well there's a lot of nudity you would be saying you've not got an erection for example yes but yeah, you've so got your penis of, on show of, um, teasing is the majority of my subscription however if you were to pay the big bucks and pay for videos and and pictures you do see you do see everything so yeah but i'm not um like having sex on there and stuff like that it's just art i mean is it art i don't know it's me naked and it's uh it happens a lot, so I thought I might as well make some money from it. So yeah, there's a there's a the subscription teasy with a little bit of willy here and there, and then if you pay the the big bucks in the in the messages and pay for the pay to views, then it's you get a lot more, a lot more bang for your buck, so to speak. So from your side, you're posting a video or a photo. It doesn't really make a difference. You're a bit insensitive to it now, desensitized to it now. For your yeah, fans, back though, in the day, I got I had so much stuff leaked. <clears throat> which was not supposed to be leaked and I didn't make any money from and all this stuff from ex-girlfriends and like phone hacking and stuff like that. But I thought, you know what? Everyone else is making a lot of money from it. I might as well. Rather, You know, most of it's out there anyway. So I started to capitalise on it and it, it really is like ridiculous, ridiculous money for what it is. Well, for me anyway, if people see, you know, people have seen me naked if, if they've got MTV, let alone OnlyFans, so... So as a businessman then on OnlyFans, are you yeah. noticing that it's hard work? You know, it's just taking a picture of yourself naked. Is it hard work? It's not hard work. It's, to be honest with you, a lot of it is what I would have, not used to put on Instagram, but like put on Instagram, but then I would always, you know, I'd wake up in the morning and I'd used to post on Instagram my abs and, you know, how good I thought I looked, etc. And now I just put it on OnlyFans instead. Um but then I sometimes go a little bit further than what I would have put on Instagram, obviously. But yeah, so is, no, I don't. I don't consider it hard work at all, to be honest with you. Because obviously, OnlyFans nearly closed down a couple of weeks ago, where they said, "Right, we're not going to have any nudity at all." And obviously, that got revoked. What was your impression when that happened? Because this is a business feat. You're making money from this. I've got many different incomes, and if I, I am hoping to move away, you know, I'm quite settled down now with my girlfriend and stuff. I'm hoping to move away from OnlyFans at some point anyway. Not that, you know, it's a bad thing, just I think it's got a it's got a, a life course. I think it's coming to an end anyway for me, really. But it's been a lot of fun and it's been great and I will continue to milk that cow as, as long as it's fat. So there is that. But yeah, the, when it was when it was rumoured to close down or stop showing full nudity and all that jazz, I was kind of, <laughs> I wouldn't say relief, I was like, okay, cool. I'll have to work harder with my other businesses now. That's all it is for me. I always try and stay positive. But when you walk away, the photos still exist. So do you delete your account fully or can people still subscribe and still get the content that's available that isn't the obviously the messages and the uh, higher end stuff that you put out? If people subscribe, they pay monthly. So if I wanted to close it down, I would close it down as soon as the subscriptions are finished. So yeah, that would be it. And then there would just be no more posted on there. So effectively what's happened to the internet is you could literally walk away from OnlyFans and these photos don't exist in the in the in the space anymore 
So no one can actually find you naked if they wanted to once you've closed your OnlyFans account. Well, anything that's been posted on OnlyFans has a trademark to it, and then anyone that posts anything with an OnlyFans trademark can be sued. So essentially, yes. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people that have screenshotted here and there, but yeah, I'm not too, I'm not too worried about it either way. Which is also really stupid because if you're screenshotting it, you've subscribed to it still, so you're actually losing your own money because you've paid for something and then given it to everyone else. It's exactly. like giving out someone your dinner that you paid for. <laughs> exactly that. So, okay, so that's the only fans, right? We're gonna come to Dream Boys in a sec, but to get there, we need to go back to your childhood. So let's take me okay. back to what you were like as a child, because you weren't running around naked, or I hope you weren't running around naked. I at mean, that point. I was. That's the thing. Yeah, I you was. probably were, weren't you? Happened. Yeah, my, I mean, my parents were pretty hippie-ish. They were like, they spent their, well, my childhood and before I was born just traveling the world in in a caravan. Um, yeah, they're pretty pretty wild, pretty hippie-ish, pretty like laid-back, chilled parents. So me growing up with them, yeah, I was, I was mostly running around naked doing the peace sign. I actually love this idea. I yeah. love this idea that you're actually doing that. And a mullet. <laughs> Pat Sharp style. Yeah, proper. It was wicked. That's brilliant. And what was your upbringing like in a hippie family then? As you using your words. I mean, yeah, <laughs> hippie family makes it a bit more extreme. But but no, yeah, you're quite right. It was it was. I've got a very close family. My brother is Mr. Universe, uh, bodybuilding champion. So growing up with him, it's it's easy to stay in shape and stuff. Mum and dad are supportive of everything we do. Like I said, they're very laid back, and hence why I've probably got in a lot of trouble, but also been allowed to do a lot of things that other people wouldn't. And yeah, so I'm very close to my family. And my sister, I've got a half sister who who lives with her wife in a forest with about ten dogs, uh, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, we're all pretty we're all pretty crazy in our own ways, but pretty laid back. And yeah, hippie family sounds quite cool actually. Well, it's, what's interesting is that you're all very different, but from this exact same environment. So where you've all been brought up, and you've all got your own personalities that have led you in your own different pathways. Absolutely. So coming to you then, becoming a dream boy, age 20, what was that moment mm. you thought, okay, look, I look good. I know I look good. Everyone else can now know that I look good. It was, do you know what it was? I was working... I was working as a barmaid in the... No, I was working, uh, cold calling people in an office, nine to five, trying to sell people phone contracts for Orange. Is Orange even a thing now? EA. The future... Oh, is that EA now? Okay, so the future's bright, the future's EA. <laughs> so back in the day, I used to just have to call Tom, Dick and Harry and be like, hey, you need your phone upgraded, here's what I've got for you, and basically try and rip people off so I could earn commission. And it was a horrible job, horrible for the soul, and... um. And yeah, just one day I just walked out and I just thought, I don't want to ever do that again. And um, luckily I was surrounded, like I said, by my brother, Mr. Universe, and a lot of great guys that were in great shape that kind of, I just, just fell into, fell in love with the gym and just fell into fitness modeling and trying to look good naked. Like I said, I, I remember I was modeling for Britain's Next Top Model. I was doing the catwalk for them, the underwear catwalk for them at a, a big fashion show and the Dream Boys were there and I just got, scouted and i said well i can't really dance and they kind of said well we'll work on that and then yeah the rest as they say is history 10 11 years on i'm still i'm still at it and what about the pressure that's put on you as a man to look good that spornogenic that spornographic image of having the perfect physique the rippedness 
was it hard to maintain that and me- mentally as well as physically yeah it, it definitely definitely because there's there are some people uh like one of my best friends joss mooney that will just stay perfect all year round like stay in that stay in that physique i like <laughs> i like my beer and i like to once i like to set goals achieve them and then relax so when you're on tour all year round and you've relaxed for a few weeks and then you have to go back on stage and keep in mind the rest of them can all spin on their heads and do backflips and i can barely two step so i need to the body my body is the one thing that's got to keep me in the show so if i don't have the best body it's irrelevantly being there really so yeah there's a lot of pressure a lot of pressure but thankfully i've always managed to deal with it and how are you maintaining that what was a typical day in the life of rogan o'connor making sure you've got the perfect body food and exercise i can diet like i know lots of people like crave i do crave chocolate and sweets and things like that but for me it's just beer (laughs) so i could happily have five salads a day if it meant i could have two beers in the evening uh which is probably a bad thing but uh yeah it's I can diet no problem. It doesn't. It doesn't phase me because I've got quite an addictive personality. So once I set my mind to something, and it becomes a daily routine. Like humans, we're creatures of habit. So once we fall into a routine and a structure and set ourselves goals, for me it could be a photo shoot or a bodybuilding show or a boxing show, whatever. Then I then I can just stick to it easily, and it doesn't bother me. And um, I hate achieving you. that goal is all I think about. I hate you so much. Sorry. <laughs> I wish I had that. I I lost so much weight. And I was so proud of myself for what I did in the first half of this year. And then I went on holiday to an all-inclusive for a week. Put on that weight. I'm not being able to take it off. And I'm now where I was well, last January. Don't say January. that because I'm about to book an all-exclusive, an all-inclusive for, for next month. So, God. But, yeah, but I'm very excited about that. But, mate, I think you look great, personally. Oh, stop it, you. Stop it, you. So, you do yeah. dream, boys. And then you end up on X and the beach. Now... Being a dream yeah. boy, being a stripper, okay, that's that's an industry, that's absolutely fine, that's what you've signed up for. But then being a reality star, as a dream boy, there's expectations. How was it yeah. for you being on Exclamation? Remember, this is 2015, this is six years ago. For those listening, Love Island came back, because obviously there was an original series years and years ago, but Love Island mm-hmm. started again. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And in 2014. So... This is the second year of Love Island, the uh, Zara Holland year, pre it peaking with Cam Amber and Chris, so the year before. So we didn't see Love Island as influencers. X on the Beach was still a very new show. Yeah. You weren't influencers on there. You were there to look for love. You are there to party. You didn't know what you were signed up for because no one knew at the time you are going on X on the Beach. Now, if you sign up to it, you know you're going on the show. Whereas back then, you didn't sign up to that. I mean, I'll let you in on a little secret. I signed up for it <laughs> because I knew exactly, and no one else did, but I knew exactly what I was getting myself in for because my best friend, Joss, and Ross, and Ashley, I was friends with pretty much half the cast of the first season. So when it came to casting season two, don't tell anyone, but they basically got asked if they knew anyone that would be perfect for the show. And they all said, yeah, we know a guy. <laughs> so, uh, from the get-go, I kind of knew what I was getting myself in for, which is a bit of a spoiler alert, but uh, yeah, I knew all along. A spoiler six years later. (laughs) (laughs) And Jess and Piazzi, who you were kind of partnered up with on the show, spoke about in her book last year, and she was on one of my earlier episodes of Security and Scourge, a very dear friend of mine, she spoke about sex on TV and how she didn't want to have sex on TV. For you, who knew what the show was, knew what the show, what you were getting yourself in for, how did you find that? Um, To be honest, when I obviously was 25, was I 25 or 24? I was young and like, it didn't faze me. I, at the time, I was trying to be this guy that was just, I was just trying to be cool and that's all I cared about. And so when my friends saw it, I thought, yeah, I'm a you know top shagger, I think I called myself back then. It's, it's cringeworthy and embarrassing to look back at now. But at the time, I, that, was, that was what I was there to do. That was, yeah, that was part of the fun. And looking back now, do you see it as fun? Even though you called yourself a top shagger and all these terms and you lived the life, and obviously at the time, age 25, obviously in hindsight is a very different thing. But looking back now, was that an experience that you treasure being on X on the Beach? I I look back, I, I don't regret anything that I've ever done because anything that I have ever done has led me to who and what I am today, and, and which, is, which is very happy. Um, and I'm in a great place. And so... I wouldn't want to change anything. So, yeah, obviously, like, looking back, it kind of cringe a little bit if I was to ever watch the show back. Not that I ever would. But, yeah, I would definitely cringe at my younger self. But I think everyone would at certain points in their life. And I've just got a, you know, I'm very content with with what happened. And it, it was a stepping stone to greater things, to building my businesses and everything else. So, yeah, no, I don't regret anything or, or, or yeah, maybe slightly cringe because you can't not. But, yeah, definitely no regrets. You mentioned Ashley Kane, uh, one of your yeah. dear friends. Mm-hmm. How's he doing at the moment? I heard him on Fern Cotton's Happy Face podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I just mm-hmm. burst out crying. Yeah, I um, 
Oh, mate, yeah. I'm welling up just thinking about him. He's my hero. Absolute hero. I absolutely love him to bits. And he's so brave. And everything he's been through is obviously so tragic, but so inspirational at the same time, the way he's dealt with it and his foundation, Azalea Diamond Kane's foundation. And I went to support him when he cycled into Stratford-Upon-Avon a week into or five days into his 14-day um, cycle. And... I was at the back. I didn't want to intrude. I just wanted that to go to show my support. And he kind of saw me through everyone, through this huge club. Because Stratford Upon Avon, where I live, is a tiny little town. But there must have been half a town there to support him and clap him in to finish the day in Stratford, which was so, so beautiful to see. And, yeah, he saw me through the crowd and he waved me through and we hugged. And there's a video on my Instagram of us hugging that my girlfriend took. And literally, I felt, I know this is like, I don't know. I can't really describe it. I just felt... That connection, that hug, man to man, was just—it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. And I watch, I watch his Instagram, I watch the um, Azalea's Earth Foundation Instagram as well on a daily basis to give me motivation for my up and coming fight. And yeah, so yeah, he's just—he's not just a friend; he's literally my hero. He said an amazing thing that he was at the cemetery and he saw another guy, and the other guy got emotional, and he—the guy walked away. They were talking in conversation, and the guy walked away. And he said, look, come here. Let me embrace you. Let's hug. And it completely yeah. changed. And Ashley, one of the amazing things he's done since all this has happened is opened up these conversations for men, talking about yeah. their feelings, communicating. Something I really am so passionate about and why I started to Secure the Insecure the podcast, just to get men talking because we don't talk enough. 100%. I, could, I couldn't agree with you more. I think men try and look hard or look cool by not not talking about their feelings but trust me once if you and everyone does have feelings and everyone does have you know worries anxiety depression sad at some point in their life you talk about it it feels so much better and i can i can say that from my heart that i know that it's uh it's a beautiful thing and uh yeah the more the more guys that learn this the better so i think i think you're you're quite right and this podcast is a great thing too well, where were you mentally? What's been those challenges that you've faced, Rogan? Um, so in 2016, so after like a couple of years, I did obviously X on the beach and then I, I won a couple of bodybuilding competitions and then it all kind of came to a head and I was kind of my 15 minutes of fame was dwindling and I injured my shoulder, fractured my shoulder so bad that I couldn't lift my arm. And obviously, as we've spoken about, OnlyFans, Dreamboys, TV work, everything revolves around me and my body looking good, me modelling everything. Um, and I couldn't lift, lift lift my arm, let alone lift a dumbbell. I couldn't even lift a smile. So for a long time, I was waiting for surgery that I didn't know would happen or I didn't know would fix me. And I, I fell into just a deep, dark hole where I was just... I love a beer here and there nowadays, but I was when I look back at it, I think that was bad. I, uh, I used to drink literally all day, every day. And uh, I just got myself into a really bad place. And then one day I just, just kind of snapped out of it, started training without use, the use of my arm and just built myself back up, eventually had surgery and have gone from there. The same year I had surgery, I won the, uh, my pro card in WBFF, which is one of the best uh, bodybuilding categories you can do. And then the same, two month, no, one month after that, I won a, a boxing fight at the O2 Arena. Um, so I went from literally the... The bottom of the barrel, not not knowing what was going to happen, and not not wanting to do anything, and just just miserable. 
miserable drunk to um to achieving pretty much everything I wanted to achieve in one year. But obviously I'm never satisfied, so we we, we keep moving, and I'm still battling through injuries, and we all have our down days and things like that. But yeah, yeah, I was pretty low, and um, you just got to keep on moving. Every every day is a new day, and you got to take it as that. In Richard Osman's brand new book, uh, the follow-up to the Thursday Murder Cup, he talks about an amazing analogy that you've got mountains and valleys and you've got to climb mountains. But to climb a mountain, you've got to go through the valley. And once you've gone through that valley, you've climbed that mountain. But whatever goes up has to come down. And so you go down that mountain, back to the valley, and then back up on that mountain. And that's what life is. Life is through highs and lows. Absolutely. The the funny thing is, the irony of it is, um, <clears throat> um, you mentioned that I did the challenge MTV, USA's the biggest show on MTV. Over there, I got a chance at doing that, and my first season, uh, I turned up an absolute balloon of a man. Huge I was. The biggest I've ever been, just a big robot bodybuilder. And the first challenge was a marathon, but not just a marathon, up a mountain. And I failed, I came last, and I got sent home within half an hour of the first episode of my first season. So the first ever time out of 34 seasons, no, 31 seasons, um, they had British people on it, and I was the, like the first ever British guy, along with Josh, Kyle, and a couple of others. And then I was, um, and I was eliminated first, and it was embarrassing. And so that was where it all began, like my transformation back to... to uh, trying to get back on top and so then yeah like you said that that mountain i failed that and then i went back they gave me another chance and usually people that get eliminated straight away they would never give a second look to because they have thousands of people apply and for some uh, god god knows why i got very lucky they decided to give me another go in season 34 which was england versus usa and i managed to win the entire season um so yeah i had to go through that failure on the mountain that valley um, to come back and luckily got given another chance and then to yeah won the won the whole show the uh, the following season I was on the first ever English person after thirty four seasons to win the show and everything so, happened yeah. for a reason that happened the exact same thing to Danny Dyer little Danny Dyer she did uh, exactly that, that competition yeah. and then she broke her shoulder and then ended up going on Love Island season four and then won it survival of the fittest, she, the fittest. Exactly. She, she nailed her shoulder and then uh, got taken off and then she got put onto Love Island and. The rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. I'm such a huge believer in that. It really is. Now, everything does happen for a reason. And we're looking ahead to two things. You've got your company, Bearwear, which you need to check out on Instagram. If you've not seen it, it's the most comfortable, comfortable, comfortable jumpers that look insane. I'm going to order mine as soon as we finish this chat, Rogan. Um, you know, I know you need the money. So how's it been directing a fashion brand? You know, a reality star, a dream boy, a stripper. Are you taken seriously in the fashion world when you're going to China and speaking to manufacturers? Do they know who you are? Do you know what it is? I don't, I don't really care. Like, it, it started off It started off as the tiniest little hobby. I've ne- I don't like... I mean, it's going bloody well, touch wood. Um, and so one day maybe it'll be, you know, uh, a big, big brand. But for me, it's my little baby. It's my little hobby that I started doing for an hour every Saturday afternoon and working it out of my um, out of my bedroom, boxing up hats, and we ended up selling out, and it, it just picked up from there. And then when I when I design, I'm not a fashion designer, I don't think. So basically, I design. I wear comfort because of my size and my legs are ridiculously big. Well, basically, I'm an odd shape. So finding clothes for me 
and looking cool in the fashionable clothes has not always been my forte. So I just dress for comfort, basically. I love tracksuits, I love hoodies, I love big comfortable coats. So that's what I've designed and that's what I've gone for. And it turns out, and I mean, I think I had a bit of a help, bit of a helping hand from the pandemic as well. Everybody wants to be comfortable. Everybody wants wants the comfiest clothes and not and not necessarily to be forcing themselves into into other clothes that don't particularly feel nice just to, to try and look cool. So yeah, so thanks to that, Bearwear's really pick, picking up. Long may it continue, hopefully. Amazing. And final question, you've got a massive boxing match coming up with James English. Tell me all about it quickly. So October 2nd, AO Arena in Manchester, 21,000 people will be watching, apparently, and introduced by Michael Buffer. Let's get ready to rumble, the uh, the famous Michael Buffer. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of taken over my life for the last 10 weeks. All I'm doing is training. I haven't lifted a weight actually uh for about 12 weeks all i do is box twice a day and I've, I've never worked harder for anything in my life and i'd like to win win in style and dedicate to azalea diamond kane brilliant Rogan O'Connor, best of luck with your match. What an amazing, amazing guy. And again, this is what we do on the podcast. We start those conversations. The conversation never finishes. It just begins. I plant that seed for you to start communicating. Remember, ask someone how they are. You've been listening to Scoody and Scoody me, Johnny C. If you like what you heard, rate the podcast, subscribe to it, share it with your friends. It's really important that you help to say it's okay to not be okay. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. 